Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 59, Songwriting Critique with Josh Sewell. Now today you're hearing a behind the scenes conversation I had with longtime professional mixer and friend Josh Sewell of Sewell Studios. Uh, we were preparing to give a song critique to Songwriting for Guitar students and we had a really cool chat before we started. We were talking about what aspects are important to us in a song, our own beginnings and experiences when it came to songwriting and production along with the good and bad critiques that motivated us in our own development. I think the most unfortunate scenario is when someone doesn't want to grow and is afraid to hear what they benefit from working on. So that being said, being open to a song critique deserves big kudos, seriously, big kudos for taking these steps and being confident enough to receive constructive or even negative feedback. For songwriters who have never had a song critique or they're just frankly intimidated on sharing their songs, I wanna give you an inside look on the mindset and process so you can understand how to best prepare when you ask for one. Song critiques are one of the most important things you can do for your songwriting development. To help you get in the mindset, here's a bit of our conversation with Josh Soul. Josh, we've worked on like, I don't know, 60 songs. I, I don't know how many at this point. Yeah, that sounds about right. You're just, you're awesome at mixing. How long have you been doing this? Too? I know we've, you've talked a little bit about your story, but I'd love to know, like, how many years has it been that you've just been a professional mixing mastering engineer? Uh, I have been getting paid to do this since I was in high school. Honestly, so, and I'm 42 now. I hope that's surprising to people when they see this. <laughs> but I started getting paid when I was around 14 or 15 to record bands. Uh, I was in a band myself and we were recording and putting out music. And um, I had, I don't know why, but I was attracted to the recording side from the beginning. Yeah. It just kind of went hand in hand for me. And uh, my band practiced in my parents' basement. And so I always had all of the equipment you know left there in between the practice times for me to experiment i would record all these cover songs of me playing every instrument and and things like that so uh but yes yeah, so i guess if you add up that many years it's probably pushing 30 years soon dude i love that what was your band's first name uh the first band was called uh nameless oddly enough <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a 90s grunge band? I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, what I love even more is like the stuff <laughs> was there and it's, it, it's more or less like you were testing out your pro like the, the equipment was there to just like test out and like, I'm just going to record it. I'm going to see what this is like. You had to just do it too. It's funny how some, you know, some yes. people are like, they think it's like, well, I studied this process. It's like, yeah, studying the process is great. And then it's implementing the process and starting to practice and put it into play. You're exactly right. And the main thing for anybody that's interested in getting better at mixing is that more than likely you're going to be really bad at it to start with. And there's several factors that have to do with that that don't have to do with your talent or your ability. It's um, often your listening environment. Um, you see these panels behind me. They're they're everywhere in the room. They all serve a purpose. So sometimes. Uh, you see all the memes online about the guy goes out to the car to hear his mix and he's crying, you know, because it sounds so bad. So 
just know that when you start, it's totally normal to be not only not good, but to be pretty terrible at it. And, um, but try to use that to drive you to get better because there was actually one of my best friends in college. I've never even told him this. Um, but I had, this is, we were still putting out cassette singles in the late nineties because CDs were still fairly expensive to get produced. And so if you did a single, you would still do a cassette. And so I had released a single that, you know, had a B side on the back. And we were listening to it in my car in college. And I'm so excited to share this song because it's the best thing that I had ever done. And one of my best friends who was also a a musician, we're we're listening and he goes, man, why does this not? He's like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But why does this not sound like stuff on the radio? And dude, it just crushed me. And of course he didn't mean it. Uh, We were roommates. He was one of my best friends, but that one statement, even though I had already been mixing it for several years and getting better, that statement drove me to just be like, you know what? I never want to hear somebody say that again about something that I do. And it just built this crazy obsession to like, I I have to figure this out. With that story, like that, that mix was your best mix because where you were currently it's like you'll get better and it's you mentioned that story i remember like a couple of months ago i the first time i written with britney fance we wrote a song that we never did anything with and i was like why was that such a good song and so i dusted off my old hard drive and plugged it in i opened up the project file first five seconds i was like oh wait a minute i know why and i just stopped i was like because it wasn't that good then we wrote later on we did a couple other songs that like produced i mixed it and i was like well what happened between then and there hmm. oh a whole bunch of other songs like a whole bunch yeah. of other songs but it was funny at the time when i made that that was me at the best of my ability like really on my a game yeah but it still was like, you know, the person was like, she was like, ah, I'm just not crazy about it yet. And I don't know why. And maybe that was her nice way of being like, I think the mix is terrible. And she just didn't want to tell me um, right. later on it got better. But it, I'm so glad that I did that because I was able to see progress. So the fact that you're even submitting songs and you're doing feedback is great because that means if you're willing to take feedback, you're willing to grow. The ones that are willing to grow are the ones that are going to be just fine. That's the thing that's really important. There's a lot of people that resist feedback because it's either ego. They really just don't want to hear the truth or yeah, that's, I think those are the two things. They don't want to hear the truth because they're worried it's a bad thing, which it isn't. You can use it. And sometimes it's an ego thing, but I know everyone that's submitted here, it's not an ego thing. You're ready to grow. So take this, you know, these critiques and use them for future songs to keep it in mind. That's, I think that's my general thought about critiques that I think are super important because any critique that I got, I just filed away in my head. So when I was working on the next song, that's how you know when somebody's mixing or producing something or like, how do you know this and this? And it's like, well, one time somebody told me this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and I just filed it away. Well, and, and when it's your art and you know your lyrics and your story and everything, and it, and it gets critiqued, I mean, that's, that's a weird thing. It's, it's, it's maybe even worse than like somebody critiquing you physically, you know, because you could get a haircut or like do something, you know, 
but when it's your song, it's like, oh man, and I've already released it. It's out there. But you know, the biggest thing with why it stuck is because I knew what he was saying was true. Mm-hmm. And and it came from somebody that I knew cared a lot about me. But it stuck because I said, you know what? He's right. I mean, it, it hurt and it, it made me, uh, you know, a little bit angry. I, I just internalized it. I, you know, we didn't yeah. get to an argument about it or anything. But when I spent just a couple of minutes thinking about it, I was like, you know what? It, it's upsetting me because I know he's right. And I don't know how to fix this right now, but I'm going to figure this out. I don't want to feel like this again. The fact that you said, too, you will feel a mixed bag of emotions would be like, this is great. Oh, I'm angry. I'm annoyed. Mm. And it's like, but that's yeah. oh. Okay. There's a difference between critiquing and someone that just does a cut down. So if somebody has ever said to you like, oh, this sucks, that's not a critique. That is someone, (laughs) usually it's someone that wants to do what you're doing and they aren't doing it because they're afraid of the critique. They're afraid they may not, the rejection, all all those emotions and their only solution is not to pursue the thing, but instead cut you down in hopes that that like, crushes your drive and your energy to go do the thing that's that's not that's someone that has emotional issues that needs to be worked out a critique is like hey i like where you're going with this but these things if you keep this in mind for next time it will help make the process smoother and i think that's the end goal is to have a process like why i work with josh is because he has an amazing process for mixing i know that when i give him something like what i'm going to get will elevate it because my goal is like sinks. I want, I want, I want sinks. And I want to, whoever I'm pitching with, whoever the artist is who we're working with, that's going to be pitching it to feel like the quality of where it is sonically is high. Well, and and going back to what my friend said in regard to the sink, a music supervisor may love you as a person. You may have met them and, and gone to a retreat or something. And you give them a song that's written well, uh, produced well, performed well, but not mixed well. And if you don't finish it like that, what they're going to do when they pull it up, they're going to go, you know what? This doesn't sound like what's, you know, on the radio or on Spotify or whatever you would say now uh, to be that term. But a a bad mix can keep you uh, from getting a sync for sure. It's like half shaving the face. It's just like you were yes. there. It was almost done. And you're like, hey, I'm ready to go out. Right. And it's like yeah. something is not right. Um, and yeah. that's the thing. It's all all aspects of the process are important, not just the songwriting aspect, not just the production aspect, but not just the mixing. They all have to work together. All right, so I wanna leave you with a few thoughts, starting with some questions to answer for yourself before reaching out for a critique. What is the song for? Think about it, is it for yourself, particular artist, licensing? Why are you creating it? What is my emotional intention behind that song? Ask yourself, who is listening to it and what is this audience like? And number four, what is your reference for production? (laughs) That is so important. Remember, a lot of professionals will tell you exactly what you need to hear, but often people, they're just not ready to hear it. Keep an open mind and remember, we are all learning. I still am. 
If you're looking for real guidance, know it's a process which takes time and practice and you'll thrive with that mindset, trust me. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to head over to songwritingforguitar.com right now, because guess what? We have a five-day boot camp that is coming up. If you're struggling in your songwriting right now, you're frustrated with your instrument, if you feel like you're getting stagnant, like you've plateaued and you need something to push you over the edge, guess what? These five days will. I'm going live every single day answering your questions, guiding you through my process. And guess what? It's so freaking easy to enroll in this right now. Just go over to songwritingforguitar.com and claim your spot in the five-day boot camp. Everything is kicking off May 19th. And that does it for this week's episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.